0: Okay. So listen up. Background and purpose is
1: incredibly important in our business. It's part of what makes you who you are. The state of Florida, Indianapolis, Miami-Dade College. Listen to this. Florida Atlantic University, Cox Media Group, St. Louis, St. Louis Black Leadership Roundtable, Urban One, Chronicle Ferguson, iHeartMedia, Oh, we have a lot to talk about today and a short amount of time to pack it all in. We're going to try to do a good job of that. Today's guest describes himself as self-motivated. And listen, based on what he does, I would say this is a very important subject for us to talk about today. We're going to touch on this. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that as a way to encourage others in our business, especially those who do what today's guest does for work in the radio business by the way this sounds like exactly the kind of person we need to talk to on our podcast welcome to the encouragers the radio rally podcast on apple audible spotify or almost anywhere you get your podcast our number one goal actually this is the goal that we have is to always encourage radio pros at all levels if you're a regular listener of this podcast You know, we drop a fresh weekly episode every Sunday featuring radio pros working in radio, usually across the United States and Canada. As we say on our regular weekly event, uh, to enjoy our podcast, you only have to be interested in others and be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves, the simplified version, is RPC. Our practice is an actual multiplier. That's what we call it. Helping local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. And that means we work uh, with our clients, helping them identify and leverage more revenue for their work ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Reach out anytime and see how we create opportunity revenue for our clients. Are your local radio stations programmed and positioned to collect the most money today? Do your sellers need more? They probably do we can help you schedule a meetup by email. It's easy. first consultation is free ford at rainmakerpathway.com. Look, we're just a moment away from welcoming Leon Williamson senior. he's the vice president of sales at iheart Media Indianapolis to our podcast event. I've been so excited about this a big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers the Radio Rally podcast which is made available we we do this like boom almost immediately after the live interview and uh of course it ends up in our social media it ends up in our podcast uh and look we'd like to thank Joe Kelly for producing our podcast and just joeproductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast if you are in radio sales mm-hmm. You know somebody in radio sales that you really like? Please don't forget about what's in our archive fresh this week. It's our Q3 exclusive radio sales event, telling local radio's 21st century story. While the purpose of our entire podcast is to encourage radio pros at all levels, our quarterly sales events are designed to be heard by radio sellers, and uh, these are folks who want to increase their revenue and their income this quarter. If that's you, you can find this special episode uh, in our, uh, on our website, remakerpathway.com You can find it on our podcast itself. We also have Uh, Over 100-plus interview-based episodes in our archive with radio pros all over the country in our archives. Look, uh, you may not know this. We have over 800 articles of encouragement at RainmakerPathway.com, too. And we don't hide anything on our site. So you can literally find encouragement for morning shows, sales managers, on-air talent of all kinds, salespeople, market managers. We hear sales managers use some of our encouragement articles to help them with their weekly sales meetings. We don't mind that. We're here to help local radio. We believe in the power of local radio today and the importance of sharing the 21st century radio story with advertisers, community, and thought leaders today. See what you could get for free from our team in our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com, including our encouraging sales success series and our more than live and local series. And now let's see what we can learn from this week's guest. Uh, Leon, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you?
0: I'm great, Lloyd. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're
1: here. I, I want to know, where did you grow up? I suspect I know, but I, I really want to know. He
0: suspects you, though. I wonder what your where your suspicions came from. Uh well, i tell you what, man. I grew up in a few places, but I'll name two. So I grew up near Negril. Uh, Negril is a beach town in Jamaica. Uh, I grew up in this uh, uh, small place called Little London. Um, and then I migrated to the States, uh, to Miami, Florida, uh, Miami Gardens, to be exact, near uh, Joe Robbie Stadium. Am I, uh, am I ringing any bells there? You, you have an idea where Joe Robbie is? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and
1: especially because you're in the shadow of something really big. Um, when you were a kid, did you like radio better than that? Were you influenced by and attracted by radio?
0: I was so attracted to radio. Radio, I listened to radio after school or, you know, uh in the evening time. So evening radio was my thing, was my jam. I had the cassette tapes ready to record my favorite mixed DJs and you know, overall, I just loved the content radio provided at the time. You know, it wasn't all this on-demand music; you had to buy your music, and if you didn't have it, the radio was the next best place. Yeah. Listen, when you were really young, did you did you start out in the job market early? If so, what was that first job? For sure. Well, I grew up with a single mom, so uh, me being the uh, only boy in the house, I definitely felt the responsibility to start work early. So. Right after my senior year of football season, I was 16. Uh, my first job was at Taco Bell. Um, I, I believe I was the inventor of the chalupa, but I never got credit. So, I knew there was a reason I liked you right away. I <laughs> love a
1: chalupa. <laughs> All right. So look, so your your mom is this really strong woman, right? Definitely really great example for you. All right. So the reason I kind of suspect that is I want to talk about college environments because you spent time with Miami-Dade College and Ford Atlantic University. What were you after in your education and what did you think you were going to do with that degree when you snagged it?
0: Well, you know, I, I, my mom wanted the degree. I wanted the knowledge. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, initially I wanted to you know, take a shortcut and go to a skills school and learn television production. I loved television. I love media at the time, uh, you know, and, you know, there was nothing that was going to stop me. I, I didn't feel like, I felt like if I can get in the door, then I can grow. So I didn't want to waste time, quote unquote, getting a degree when I could just take the classes, right? So I uh, started off at Miami-Dade and fell in love with it, honestly, fell in love with the information I was getting and Eventually moved on to uh, Florida Atlantic University, where I studied film and the theory behind film. So very, very glad I made the decision to finish and uh, get that degree. And of course, mom was just, you know, the motivator behind it all. Oh, she felt proud about that. Uh, but, but
1: but look, there's something really crazy here. You Here's this television and film. And then there's a disconnect that I want you to fill in. Let's talk about Cox media group right out of college. Boom. Cox media who hired you. You got a lot, uh, out of your time there. Didn't you?
0: I love the Cox radio group. Joe Castro, uh, hired me. Uh, Jerome Hutchinson was, uh, her direct and uh, the great and legendary Jerry Russian was the GM of the entire Cox operation there in Miami. I was 24 years old, um, and uh, you know, fresh out of college, and and like you said, boom, uh, three months, I uh, was you know, a sales professional wearing a suit to work every day, and you know, hustling and and knocking on doors and trying to figure out what sales even was. You know, I you know, a caveat to that is that I was an intern uh, for about three or four years uh, while at uh, 99 Jams, one of the Cox radio stations. There in Miami, and knew nothing about sales. My interest was in being a DJ uh, Mm. or a you know personality, actually. So knew nothing about sales. And one uh, (laughs) one day, uh, I met Joe Castro in the in the lobby, and asked if she was hiring. She looked me up and down, and uh, she said to fill out an application, and that's what I did. I went upstairs and knocked on her office. She was in a meeting, uh, and delivered her my application. And two weeks later, I was a Cox radio <laughs> employee.
1: So she saw something in you. And I want to know what your, I want to know what mama thought, you know, now you're in these suits and you're going out and you're a sales, a,
0: right. Mm-hmm. What, what is mom your mom was, proud, right? mom was proud. I mean, you know, everything, uh, you know, the plan was, was going according. So, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty seamless. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, moved out and got my own apartment and, you know, uh, a good friend and mentor of mine, Mark McKenzie, uh, got me his, his leather couch, you know? So yeah. uh, I had the black leather couch and the big screen TV and learning how to cook and just learning how to, you know, be on my own. I think she was, That's right. you know, a little, still very hesitant for, for me to leave, um, home, but, uh, she, you know, as Canadian he being her, her baby boy, but uh, had to grow up at some point. So she was proud.
1: Yeah. Listen, Leon, I'm going to tell you, it's tough when the babies leave. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough for the parents. All right. Let's let's talk about salespeople a little bit, because, you know, uh, you know, we're going to get into this. Everybody is motivated differently. Uh-huh. Do you find there is a common
0: core trait with killer salespeople? Definitely. You, you first have to, you know, have a reason why you want to do such a thing, right? You you want to have a reason to change people's minds or to convince people. I remember, uh, you know, the, the vacuum salesman came to, um, my house, uh, shortly after I migrated here from, from Jamaica. And, um, you know, I was trying to sell the vacuum for him because I believe in, I believe it's called a Kirby, um, I was trying to sell it for him. And he said it right there. this guy's going to be a salesperson, but it, it, I didn't know I was trying to sell it. I was, I saw what I saw. I believed in the Kirby. He showed me the dust and he showed me all the mud that came off the carpet when he, when he, uh, you know, vacuumed and and cleaned the carpet with the same machine. And, you know, so I I saw it, I believed it. And that's all it took. So, you know, I have this saying,
1: I say that people don't believe the truth. They believe what they can see. Right. And that's why <laughs> I think storytelling is so important as a part of the sales process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you had that connection so early with sales. That's like a little moment of lightning, maybe little, little bitty, but it's there. Okay. A little, you
0: know, I, I had no idea at the time, you know what, what it was. Like I said, even when I got the sales position, I wasn't quite sure you know, what it meant, but, you know, after you, you know, you, you get in it for a while and you realize it's, it's really about believing in what you're, you're offering. And, you know, it's really about knowing that you're offering value and knowing that, Hey, this is going to work. You know, this is something I you're, I'm asking you to trust me with, you know, it's a personal connection uh, before anything. So uh, I think great salespeople are personable and they're honest and they are, you know, just passionate about what they believe in. All right. Here's what I love about you. The
1: end of 2012, you get out of Hollywood. Now, you know, the fun part of that is like most people trying to get into Hollywood, but this is not a California story. (laughs) This is the Florida story. And And look, so you get hired as the local sales manager and digital sales manager at Urban One in St. Louis huge change for you. Talk about mama, you know, getting out on your own. Now you're going to St. Louis. How different was that experience than your Cox experience in Florida? And what did you love about St. Louis? Cause you're still connected.
0: Well, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, advance in my career. I believe advancing my career and, and going into management. Um, you know, I was always a, a target for uh, to be in management. I, I remember uh, I was sent to recruit other reps at, at some point at uh different job fairs in, in, in the capital in Tallahassee at Fanu. and you know I was sent, in charge of who sent you to do that? uh honestly, you know, uh, my my directs, you know, everyone had faith wow. that I knew how to identify, you know uh, talent. talent. Um, yeah. yeah. So I you know I, I you know, I was afforded the opportunity to go to those things in and, and management training you know, while as an AE, so, uh, there was some interest in me moving up and, you know, while at uh, management training where I met, you know, likes of, uh, AJ Punjabi and, uh, you know, Jason Hunter, both successful guys in the business right now. Um, uh, Crystal Gans, uh, who's with iHeart right now. Um, you know, I met a lot of people in that training and the opportunity came in St. Louis for me to be in management and I accepted the opportunity. That's so exciting. Listen, I'm going to hit
1: you with this right now because everybody wants to know this. And, that, and that's no over-exaggeration. What is so damn hard about hiring the right sellers? In other words, what makes recruiting such a challenge? And do you have any tips on how you like to search for great sellers?
0: Well, when you're recruiting, you almost have to predict the future, right, based on what you're looking at. So you're you're not looking at what you're seeing or what you're hearing right now. you're looking at how, what you're seeing and what you're hearing is going to affect you in the future. Right. Once that person goes through, you know, rigorous training uh, to know the the products and the company culture and and, and everything that comes with that, you know, and how are they going to feel after that? Right. Are they going to feel burned out? Are they going to feel like, Hey, I can't do this or, you know, are they going to act like they can do it and, you know, uh, take the guarantee and, and and run off into the sunset. Uh, you know, it, there's all types of things you gotta look for, and you know, the, even more now than before. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's also the challenge of of uh, what's going on in the economy and 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 uh, advertisers not spending much and and you know, budgets going down, and so it, it's very complicated. It, I feel like. Just like with anything in in this position or in sales, you develop a relationship, develop a relationship with the people that you are looking to hire or that you want to hire and go from there.
1: It's really an investment, right? So, I mean, look, I, I don't do that directly. I do help people with recruitment process. Uh, would you agree that you're looking for competitiveness? People who don't like to lose uh, people Absolutely. who may have people who have really good listening skills. Oh, talking skills,
0: maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. We have, we have an assessment that, you know, um, we, we take our prospects to an assessment that gives us an idea of those core competencies, you know, in those core talent skills. So, uh, you are, know, are you a big not, believer in assessments? You know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something you believe. I think it's something you factor. Right. It's not, it's not something you say, Hey, well, you know, this is absolute, right? So it's not a belief that this on the paper is the exact person I'm going to get, but I think it is a factor. Yes. All
1: right. All right look in our business, we're going to cover a lot of ground with you because you're so open and it's so engaging to, to just come across you. I I learned this from the very beginning with you in our business, the angles around digital are, are pretty complex profit center, getting sellers to embrace digital, becoming comfortable being an expert for problem solving for clients and, and your broadcast company too. That's all part of your job. If you're in radio sales as a seller, just as a seller alone, when did you embrace digital and how do you help your sellers today? Especially, you know, the sellers that you manage, especially uh, I'm going to say, really new sellers and older sellers get digital friendly quickly.
0: Uh, you know, fortunately, I was you know born in, at the right time, the right place. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I experienced not having the internet and having the internet. So you know, there's tons of advantages that come with that. Um, I feel like I'm right up the middle when it comes to you know generational shift. Um, mm-hmm. So. I, I got in trouble for starting the first station Twitter account. <laughs> Joe Castro. Yeah, I did. I did. Nice. <laughs> I got in trouble. It wasn't my job, um, but no one was listening. And um, I took the initiative. I, I turned over the passwords and all that um, eventually. And I wasn't doing anything uh, malicious. I was just starting it before someone. You're trying me. to be a good employee, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, which gets me in trouble sometimes with my passion, right? Um, yeah. But uh, so I came up with digital. It, it you know to be, to, it's it's like with anything else. You need to know what you're selling. So if you're not using digital, it's you know it's it, you're probably not going to be able to sell it uh, because mm-hmm. you're not familiar with the nuances. You're not familiar with how it touches people. Um, it's like not listening to radio and trying to sell radio. It it, it's, it just doesn't work, right? It, it's like using your smartphone only to make calls. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, you're not doing yourself any justice. So um, you, you just have to know what you're doing. Um, and to mm. know what you're doing, you have to be a user. It's really hard to fake being an expert, right? Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. This is so interesting. You made a, a, a pretty big change that I might call going home again after St. Louis. When you went to work, at iHeartMedia. Uh, and and maybe it's not even that. I think you and I talked a little bit before the podcast about how there's a, there's a thing you did in between, which I love too, if you want to share about that. I, but I do want to ask you a question about iHeart, because sometimes it's difficult to make a leap from one company to another, especially if you're dealing with a larger company. Was it intimidating to step into iHeartMedia sales or was it seamless for you?
0: uh, to be honest with you, it was pretty seamless. Um, uh, leaving the business as a manager and, uh, coming back as a rep gave me some advantage on how, uh, I dealt with people and how, um, much limit I felt like I had. Right. So instead of going to, you know, my direct, I would go to the person that I, he would send me to. So it, 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 it was an advantage for me to come back to the business, And when I left St. Louis to go back to Miami, I didn't go back into radio immediately. I actually um, went into film production and uh, video production. And this is an interesting
1: Uh, part of your story, because that's your educational background. And look, the world is changing. So I think that's a pretty interesting play and gives you even more expertise experience, if you
0: will. Right. Without a doubt. Video and audio is colliding and um, there's. Absolutely nothing we can do about that. Um, while audio and its right is um, king, um, just because of uh, accessibility, and you know, obviously, IR has a lot to do with that. Um, video is is something that we can't deny. Uh, so I'm glad I was able to experience you know what I did in, in that field. I met a lot of people, learned a lot of tactics, learned a lot of things that you know I brought to the table um, to be the vice president of sales of about any cluster. And and some of those things you can see on our LinkedIn page and our YouTube page and, um, you know, places where you can find video. Right. Right. Well, listen, I'm going to take a sidestep for
1: just a minute and talk to you about something else interesting about you. You don't just work. I love saying stuff like that makes people go, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) You're not just a radio person. You seem to be purposeful. You have a purpose to your walk. Can you tell us about some of this? And specifically, I'm going to reference a couple of things. The St. Louis Black Leadership Roundtable and maybe your involvement in Chronicle Ferguson.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, while I was in St. Louis, uh, you know, the the country was becoming aware of what the uh, average black youth in inner city, uh, what their life is like uh, in dealing with. Um, authority uh, or the authority uh, that's supposed to be protecting them. Right. So, uh, you know, because of social media and because of phones and, you know, like we said, video, right. You know, this thing was caught on video. And um, if it wasn't, I'm not sure it would have been a thing. Right. Uh, You could
1: very easily make the case that maybe there's a bunch of cases that nobody ever knows about because there wasn't video in the old
0: days. For sure. In the old days and today um, and you know, today, and, that's right. And today it, it is what it is. Um, you know, there's no secret about the history um, of this country and, and of the world. Um, and, you know, those, those are straight hard facts. Um, you know, trying to deny that is, is uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say to someone who tries to deny history. Um, so, you know, I feel it's my purpose to, you know, um, you know, bring about awareness. You know, I feel it's my purpose that if I recognize something that I can do to impact change, that I can do that. So the black reader leadership Roundtable was a collective of individuals in St. Louis. Uh, one of the main purpose of the organization was to improve, uh, educational outcomes. Uh, education is the foundation to, you know, your health, um, it, your economic empowerment, um, and, and just, you know, your, your, your betterness in life, um, it's, it's, it gives you a better quality of life when you're educated. Uh, so that was uh, the committee uh, that I was uh, heading at the time. And uh, we would do summits and, um, you know, different courses and, and uh, programs to empower our communities with correct education.
1: It's really interesting. You know, awareness is so important because if you can see it, you can achieve it. Right. Absolutely. And and look, we've all seen the data. So the story that you're telling about education, we know that that that's a thing you can draw that line with almost anybody at any time and all around the world. So uh, kudos for you for being involved in that. And And look, in terms of awareness, the Chronicle Ferguson, you know,
0: that's important too. Definitely. Chronicle Ferguson was a photo book, uh, that was compiled of, um, photography around the riots, uh, from Mike Brown, uh, you know, go, going back to history, right. Once history is documented, um, then it's hard to deny it. So, uh, we wanted to make sure that we had a book that chronicled the entire, um, uh, protest and, and, um, you must meet
1: some great people in your involvement. These are not the only things that you're involved in. You are a well-rounded dude (laughs) that gets involved. You talk about relationships all the time. I suspect that's what makes you a really great seller and a really, uh, uh, important sales manager, if you will, or VP of sales. Uh, listen, before we go any further, I want to, I want to ask you to think about somebody listening to our podcast right now on demand. I want you to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. They are hearing about your successes, your rise in this business. Uh, We haven't talked about the struggle that much, but you can tell in the arc of people's career, things are not just handed to successful people. They have to dig for it and they have to do the work. Listen, listen, We've heard about your involvement in causes and purpose. Now, tell that person that's listening, who might be like you, who might be like me, how can they follow in your footsteps,
0: please? Absolutely. And I'll keep it very simple because oftentimes we, we tend to complicate this. Write down the steps and check them off. That's it? That's all I got. Like, that's it write it down yeah. and check them off. It's, it's a practical process. No way. Does that it, make you
1: also, are, are you also like, uh, what do they call that? The, the, the not storyboard, but the dream board or whatever it is where you put the things that you want. Are you a big believer in this
0: kind of thing too? Absolutely. It, it all helps. It all helps intention, right? Intention uh, comes with action. It comes with dreaming. It, you know, it comes with desire. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that can come with intention. So, uh, you know, whether you're putting it up on a storyboard, you're, you're meditating on it or you're drawing, whatever you are, if you have intention, take the steps and you'll get there. I'm going to try to match you here and say
1: this, cause I hear this a lot recently and it makes a lot of sense to me, right? Uh, if you can see it, you can achieve it. We already talked about that a little bit. Um, and you, what your mind thinks is what you become. That's really simple, right? Definitely. Okay. Time to get real. Uh, you know, we've talked about all the sweetness of being in sales and all that. I wonder yeah. how much pressure there is in being vice president of sales. How do you handle pressure?
0: Well, I think the title in itself says pressure. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're in charge of sales and, and, you know, if, if you're, to this environment that's what you're signing up for is pressure uh there's constant pressure but uh pressure creates diamonds right Uh, you know that's that's how we get that beautiful thing on our on on fingers so uh it's okay you know you know what you're signing up for i know what i was signing up for and um i'm in charge of uh uh you know the success of the the cluster that i'm assigned Mm -hmm. to and, and that's the job um you know The the purpose of uh, my role is to work through pressure and and create success, Um, you know, and and that's what I intend to do. You know, we talked a little bit um, before we got on
1: our podcast, which I was very fortunate to get that time with you, too. Uh, And and look, we don't always have the number of salespeople that we would like to have. Uh, That's just a pure fact. I don't think yes. that's different for anybody. I think that you know you always kind of are looking at that and going, "Man, how can I make this better or how can I do this better?" Are you always recruiting? Always
0: always. Um, you know there there there's all types of scenarios that that will uh <laughs> that will leave you without players. Um, mm-hmm. you know there's a draft every year. Um and you know folks aren't just sitting down um, until it's draft time to, to recruit. Um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a process, right. There's getting to know yeah. who, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're prospecting. It's, you know, there's a lot of different uh, uh, reasons why you should always have your pipeline um, full. <laughs> well, uh, not I mean, full, look- at least, at least, a, at least a few. You
1: know, I come from the, the programming background in our business, but I've always been revenue focused. I don't know why that is. Uh, Maybe it's because of what I'm meant to do now, consulting radio stations and how we've developed into a a consulting brand that works on both sides on sales and programming. Uh, But, you know, I write a lot about sales and I think a lot about market managers and uh, uh, people who are in charge of the sales process. And I always want to say, man, you know, radio should always focus on the product because the product is so important, your brand. But the number one mistake that people tend to make is not focusing enough on sales. Do you feel like that's true? Or is that something that when you go to work somewhere, that's, that's the thing that you want to fix.
0: I definitely feel like that's true. Um, you know, like I'm, like I was saying earlier, you know, relationships, that that's a part of the sales process. Um, you know, knowing your product, um, that's important as well, but you, where are you without everything else that's right. with your product? <laughs> that's right. You're with, your shiny, you're with your shiny product all alone, you know? So we, we want some people involved. So it's best to create those relationships. Well,
1: let's do this. Uh, you know, I'm going to say the name of three cities, and they're going to be real familiar to you. Miami, St. Louis, and Indianapolis. Um, mm-hmm. Probably none of that is for the faint of heart, right? How are those markets different? And and you are relational no matter where you are, right? So you build relationships in all these
0: markets. How long does that take? Uh, Sometimes a smile and a handshake. <laughs> really? okay. yeah i mean you know it, it once you're in certain rooms you're you're there um so you're a part of that ecosystem you're probably going to see that person again and again and again especially in the smaller cities like indianapolis and uh st louis smaller in comparison to Miami. um yeah you know it, i think it's all about having a great attitude and um being uh welcoming, right? Being approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think any, it's not a magic trick. Um, you know, you first have to be at those places, right? I, I, I work all the time. There's my, my, uh, I don't have an out of, out of, uh, office, uh, alert on weekends. You know, I don't think, uh, any of my reps do uh, either. <laughs> I hope not. Um, right. But we, uh, we work all the time. I work after work. Um, you know, I'm at functions, I'm at, uh, galas, I'm at, uh, dinners. I'm at, you know, uh, events. Um, I'm everywhere. Um, especially when I'm coming to a new city and not just for work from my own curiosity, you know, I enjoy, you know, where I live. Right. Especially if I'm here for work. Right. Tell people all the time, I'm here in India and they're like, what, what are you doing for Miami? My God. And I'm like, don't freak out. It's okay. I'm here for work. Everything else is icing on the cake. Right. I get the grocery store. There's a whole foods and a TJ's nearby. I get to go there right and shop and, you know, (laughs) nothing changes in that, in that regard. Right. In fact, it's less traffic. Uh, So, you know, there's some perks here. Of course, there's a winter, um, which is, uh, yes, I heard about that winter. (laughs) But you get that in St. Louis Louis too, right? I did get it in St. Louis and um, yeah, I, 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 I lasted. When I moved back to Miami, I sold all my coats and my pea coats and all that. So I was uh, a little bitter when I had to move back here without my, my green pea coat. (laughs) I miss so much. Um, But um, I do love it here and I do love the seasons. Um, I love the fact that the, the, when spring gets here, the trees come alive. When fall is here, they turn that pretty yellow autumn color. um, And then eventually they fall off. Right. So I like, I like the process. I like seeing changes. Um, you know, in in Florida you don't really get that it's 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 pretty breezy and windy Well, all the listen.
1: Time. I I just moved to Florida a year ago and I tell this is what I tell my friends. I'm like, uh, here's the way it is. We have four seasons just like you. Our four seasons are summer, <laughs> summer, right. summer and really summer. <laughs> right. So listen, uh, just talking to you is like a tutorial in how to do it. I'm going to be really specific. This is not going to be all encompassing based on everything that we've heard, but here we go. You ready? Sure. Be in those rooms that matter. Be recruiting all the time. Bring your positive. Build relationships. Develop your curiosity. Listen, Uh, We'd like to ask an additional question. We call this the cost of being on the program. Congratulations. You've been suckered in. (laughs) If you were in control of the future of the local radio business, what do you think you would like to see the future of our business look like?
0: Uh, Well, first of all, I'd love for the radios to stay in cars. I see no reason why they should take radios out of cars. And I think that's, that's, that's going to be upheld. So just a point mm-hmm. on that. Uh, secondly, I'd like to see more integration with what I, um, you know, studied before getting back into the business and that's video. Um, right. you know, it's, it's just where we're going. And, and, and honestly, you know, I might, this might be controversial, but I do think, um, we need to take some tips from podcasting. Right. Mm. There's all types of research that comes out. Remember there was some research about, um, time spent listening and, you know, attention span and then podcasts came and then all of that blew up. Right. No one mentions right. that anymore. <laughs> no one says attention spans are short anymore. They're like, Oh, well podcasts, you stay there for an hour. Right. So, um, radio, I think can probably take some lessons from, from podcasting. And, uh, since iHeart is, uh, you know, obviously the king of podcasts, Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, if, if there's anyone to get it right, I think it'll be us.
1: I think I heart has a lot of really good technology and some really smart thinkers. There's no question. Leon speaking of smart thinkers. You're one of them. I want to thank you for spending this time with us and being our guest.
0: I appreciate you so much for having me. I had lots of fun.
1: Listen, please don't take for granted what we're doing here and help us by sharing this episode from our website at brainmakerpathway.com. You just go up and grab the link. It's in our free blog section and for sharing it with others who are interested in growing their career in radio and audio and sales. By the way, this episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is designed just like the other 100 plus in our archive right now to encourage radio pros at all levels. We wanna thank our very special guest today, Leon Williamson, senior vice president of sales, iHeartMedia, Indianapolis. For being on this podcast event, a very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available. Well, actually, he just makes it available pretty rapidly after we do the live interview. Thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in this kind of content. Subscriptions, of course, are free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. We say this all the time on the podcast, and I say it to clients regularly, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you have any question about this philosophy, reach out to me. I promise you, it is my passion to tell you about it. And I love to prove it to clients all the time. If you don't remember anything from this broadcast, please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers. Now, will make it a great week in local radio.